This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Thank you all for tuning in today. We appreciate it very much on this fine Monday as we finish out the month of March, which goes by really fast anymore. It just seems like month after month goes by. I've got some special guests with us here during this first segment today. Got a lot in store for you guys today for as well. I'll get into that here in just a few minutes. Before that, though, we I mentioned this last week, or actually a couple of weeks ago, we've got a brand new partner to us here on Rush to Reason. That is Premier Home Remodels. Brian, who's the owner there, which you brought a couple of guys along with you. So, Brian, welcome to uh, the first time you've been on air. You've been with us for a couple of weeks now, but welcome on air. Thank you, John. Appreciate you being here. So introduce who you brought with you. All right. Well, today we have some key members of our team. Uh, John Getcher of Latigo Construction is here. He's our uh, head uh, construction supervisor. We also have Wade Nedved, who's our senior VP of sales and marketing. And both people are very, very experienced in the field. Uh, very fortunate to have them as part of our team. Great. Well, appreciate all of you guys being here on a nice Monday, actually, for a change. <laughs> Thank you. Lately, Thank it's you. been you know hit and miss as to what that's like. I mean, we got more weather coming in the middle of the week. I'll talk about it a little later in the program as well. So Premier Home Remodels, real quick for all of you listening, a phone number. We've mentioned this a lot, but in case you need to call them for anything, 720-619-8773. And we were talking a little bit prior to coming on. Wade, what makes you guys different? I think it's the customer-centric aspect that we take. Um, you know, Brian did a wonderful job starting this company eight years ago to really build up the uh, trade partners that we have throughout okay. the industry. So we have a vast amount of experience for across each one of the trades that we have. We have master plumbers, such as John here, master electricians, uh, design consultants, real estate partners. Everything okay. is focused back towards what the customer and what's important for the customer first. So my take on things, Brian, we've talked, but my take on things is somebody's got a particular project, something they've got in mind. Maybe they bought an older home knowing they would have to go through and do a few things. In fact, on, on my Saturday show, Fix It Radio, we talked about some of those things where you, know, you buy an older home. Maybe it's got the low vanities in the bathrooms, and you know over time you're going to change some of those things out, so on and so forth. There's a lot of things that folks can do. And by the way, it you know, goes into new homes as well. But let's face it, as far as older homes go, and I am one of those owners of one of those and have done lots of things over the years just because I chose to buy an older home in an older area that had acreage, which let's face it, in today's world, that's about the only way you end up with that unless you go out to the middle of nowhere and buy you know 30 or 40 acres, which I did not want to do because of what I do here, uh, as a matter of fact, each day. But to your point, you know, Wade and then Brian, 
somebody's got an idea. They've got this vision of what they want to do. You guys, to my knowledge, are one of the few that can take that entire vision of what that customer has and fulfill all of it, right? Yes, that's correct, John. Uh, We have uh, kind of uh, set up our program, our company on business model, uh, being able to offer a full service to homeowners who want to remodel uh, basements, kitchens, uh, bathrooms. We can do all interior construction, so we can do, uh, we can remove walls, we can, uh, uh, you know, basically do additions, we can take walls, exterior, interior, we can do the whole thing. Uh, And we're licensed uh, to do that, we pull permits when necessary, we do everything to code, uh, we're not the lowest priced uh, guys on the block, but then uh, we're probably not the highest either. Well, and in my world, I don't want the cheapest. I learned a long time ago, and of course, myself being in business for as many years as I was and still am, by the way, uh, low price does not always mean that's what you're going to uh, be happy with at the right. end of the day. The price may be right, but everything else may not, and I'm not that guy. I want things, I'm willing to pay the right price to have things done correctly. Right, and construction is one of those uh, businesses you get what you pay for. Yes, you do. Uh, and a lot of people, uh, it, it's hard to explain uh, to them that a retrofit uh, a remodel is different from doing new construction. Sure. So well, because there's much a, more expensive. again, and I've been through some of this because so I know how this works. There's there's always that unknown hiding behind a wall or someplace yes. that you didn't know about prior to actually digging into the job. John's over here shaking. Yeah. Well, I would, I would, because he knows what I mean. I'm going to ask John to uh, join in and and say a few words about that because he has much more experience in that area. I, I'm laughing just because <laughs> I've been through some of this, so I know exactly what you guys mean. Go ahead, John. Well, when it comes to remodel work and retrofitting stuff, you just never know what you're going to get into. Well, you, you, you and, can... and really quick, you can't see it. Right? No. It's not like even in my world where I worked on cars all those years, a lot of cases, you could see different things even from the outside in and kind of get an idea of what's going on. And I realize there's engine components and things like that where you don't know till you're in it. But a house construction where you've got you know drywall with all sorts of things possibly going on behind it where you have no idea what's there till you get into it, right? Absolutely. I mean, you open up drywall, it can open up a can of worms. It can be something simple. It can be something more major. You just got to deal with what's thrown at you. And that's where when you bring in premier home remodels, we have the guys put together to make that happen. Got it. We, I mean, the experience goes and goes and goes from custom to, you know, semi-custom. I mean, we don't drop below that. They're all... Right. Well, they right. they do well at what they yeah, do. You, yeah, and I want to make sure I'm clear on this, too, for everybody listening. You guys are not, and by the way, I appreciate this because... I'm not knocking this because there's probably a time and a place for those particular companies, but not in my world and definitely not in premier home remodels. And that's you guys won't just go in and slip in a bathroom, you know, shower and and do that that quick kind of, quote unquote, you know, fix remodel one day project. You're in, you're out. That's not what you're after. Right. No, that's not what we do. We're we're not interested in repairing toilets or leaks or uh, coming in and fixing a kitchen sink or faucet that's 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 pretty much the handyman's uh, correct area we don't we don't uh, uh, do that uh, we're, we're more uh, design oriented uh, complete project oriented and uh, you know that's that's kind of the customer we deal with go ahead John well and and perfection comes with a time frame 
uh, you're, you're just Very not going to come in and 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 make something look good overnight. It's you know you know we're there to make it look right. So making something look right and make it s- such as an addition to make it look a part of that house, so it doesn't look like it was added Thank on you. at some oh. point in time. Yes, we got to take the time to plan that and 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 make that happen to where it where it where it looks to be a part of the house when we're done. Thank you. One of my biggest pet peeves in, in, in the housing world, and I've lived in a lot of houses, never been in the flip and sell, but I am a guy where I understand that $500,000 nice little uh, freebie they give you on capital gains. If you're married and live in a house a couple of years, you can sell it, flip it, have a little cash, and not have to pay the capital gains. So I've done that numerous times. I wouldn't live where I'm at today if I hadn't done that through all these years. And there's nothing worse, in my opinion, then you walk into a house, and it could be the basement where all of a sudden you open the door, and it's like you went into a whole other world from what the rest of the house looked like. Huge pet peeve of mine. I think, and whether you like it or not, and this is where I think it's hard, and I'll ask you, Brian, this when it comes to consulting people and so on on the house, the interior, and so on. There's nothing worse than feeling like you've entered into a whole new section of the house, whether it be super more high-end than the rest of the house, or the opposite can also be true. I've walked into basements where it's like, man, this is a really nice house. You go to the basement, it's like, this thing's a dungeon. I mean, well, you know, what happened here? Somebody for, you know, somebody lost either their wallet or something on the way down the stairs because nothing looks like the rest of the house. And to me, that consistency in what you're doing with the home as far as resale values are concerned is huge, and if you're not consistent, you're devaluing the house. Am yes, I right? Absolutely, absolutely correct. And uh, uh, unfortunately, we see a lot of uh, uh, situations like that, John. That uh, we walk into a house and uh, something wasn't done correctly, or uh, it was done incomplete, mm. or it's just shoddy work. Yeah. And, so, and, uh, and I'm again, I'm not, a, I'm not you guys. I'm not on that side of, of the. I'm a car guy. I'm, a, I'm, I'm that guy. So I know a little bit about you know how things should look and function and so on. But to me, and again, could be wrong, but I don't think I am. When a buyer is walking through your home that you're potentially selling, it's those things you just mentioned, Brian, that stand out the most. You can see the shoddy workmanship. You can see the thing right. that doesn't quite fit. It's like, wait a minute. What, what were they thinking when they redid this bathroom? Because it's not like the rest of the house. And it could be very, very nice. But if it's not flowing, right. it's a detriment to those buyers. Because here's what happens. The buyer then becomes only focused on that one item. And they forget what the rest of the house looks like. And it could be a great house. Yeah, but that correct. one item got messed up. That's correct. And it doesn't matter what the, what the, the price of the home or what the uh, cost of the job is. It's always the, the, the fine details yep. that matter at the end. Yep. And we pride ourselves in finishing the job with 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 a very fine eye and 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 doing things where you have the beautiful look you have the the, the look that the, the customer wants mm-hmm. at the end of the job we don't have to apologize for scratches on the floor or mm-hmm. cracks in the tile or gaps or anything else and I'll, say, and I'll say one thing too is that we take more much more of an analytical to emotional approach nice. in terms of nice. how we Thank approach you, these. So we start with the numbers first as far as what the homeowner should be spending on right. these projects and then move into what they want makes to total do sense. after that. So no, makes total sense. Um, we're much more different in terms of this industry, in terms of we almost reverse engineer budgets for our customers depending on what they should be spending. Versus, versus no, I, and honestly, guys, that's the way things should work. It's why you're a partner here. I 
I would have a hard time with anybody being here sitting in the chairs that you guys are in right now if you guys weren't doing it that way. Again, part of that's just my own experience, what I've been through, just in homes I've owned, and even doing some remodeling or basement finishes or whatever the case may be. And again, I'm just one of those guys. I'm very particular, and I want things to be consistent because the more consistent it is through the house, the higher the value is at the end of the day. One last thing, Wade, I wanted to ask you. On the budgetary side, I also assume that if you guys are, for example, in a million five house versus a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar house, that that end result, no offense, that million five house is going to require a d- little different end yes, result than the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, and to stay correct. within your and to stay within your neighborhood, you need to. There's there, you know. I always I like to say that you put yourself in the position to be successful to own that one one point five million dollar house. There you go. Let's make sure that your success translates to what yeah, the what the home sense. is. So, just rough numbers. What we get into is usually for kitchens, it's it's ten to fifteen percent of the home value, five to ten percent of the bathroom value. Makes sense. Uh, is something to look at originally. But again, what the budget is, we deal with with each one of our customers. We make sure to work with good for you with within what good for you what they need to spend. Wanted to mention, John, that our area of work is all of Metro Denver. Okay. So we, we work in all the, the suburbs in Maine, Denver. We work in, uh, we, we really don't go north of uh, probably Brighton or uh, uh, Wheat Ridge up in that area. Okay. Uh, Westminster, we've done work okay. in. We've worked in Arvada. We've worked in Aurora. We've so I guess kind of that Broomfield east west yeah. line is probably about where you guys are headed uh, up north. Probably the most southern. Go ahead, John. Uh, Evergreen, you know. Okay. Yeah. Aurora to Evergreen. Okay. Yeah. We've done areas and gotcha. work in all those areas. Okay. So all those of you listening, again, phone number 720-619-8773. As you guys can tell, this is exciting for me. I love what you guys are doing. It fits right in with me, my personality, how I view things, how I want things done, how I feel our listeners want things done. And to Brian, your point earlier, if... If you're in a particular situation where doing it right and you're just trying to do something, scab it together and move on, no, you guys are not the answer, and I'll be the first to say that. And, and not, not apologizing for that. When I was in the car world, there were times somebody would want to sort of scab a car together, repair together, get it on the road and get it down, you know, get, get it moving down the road. That was not us as a shop. It wasn't what I as a facility wanted to do or as a business. And we just kindly uh, just passed on those particular jobs and moved on to the ones that we knew would work well. So we did. We're not here to push, you know, just to make something happen, to push it on to the next person. We want to do it right the first time. Yep, makes sense, guys. All right, Premier Home Remodels, again, 720-619-8773. Thank you guys all very much, by the way. I appreciate meeting you all. Brian, I've met you. Thank you, John. Wade and John, thank you guys very much. Thank you, John. I have a couple of projects I need to have you guys uh, <laughs> talk to me about at home, so we'll do that as well. So in the meantime, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith, in fact, as we talk through all of this, and Wade made a comment about getting to that point where you can own that $1.5 million home. Well, let's say you have and you've got some means and you're deciding, what am I going to do down the road with retirement? Golden Eagle Financial can help you with all of those things. Call Al today. He would love to chat. 303-744-1128. Don't procrastinate. After 20 years with Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith understands that one of the main keys to a successful plan is optimizing it with a professional in a timely manner. When you procrastinate reviewing your financials for retirement, you're accepting preventable potential losses. Careful planning with a professional helps you capitalize on opportunities that exist organically in your life now. Al can make a calculated projection of your finances based on your unique situation to position your money for the retirement you want. 
In his 30 years of experience as a financial advisor, Al has counseled hundreds of people who've gone through the same transition that you are. Don't wait to optimize your retirement plan. Get a fresh look with Al Smith now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Roof Max is up next. Roof Savers of Colorado. I'm just telling the guys goodbye, by the way, and, and I just I told them I mean this. Really good guys. Really enjoyed meeting them. I know you guys will be impressed with their particular product, the end result. And by the way, some of that remodeling could involve some things on your roof. I had Dave out to my home today, by the way. We're working on a few things. And Roof Savers of Colorado, Dave Hart, whether you need something done when it comes to repair, a full replacement, the extension of your current roof, the life of, you name it, Dave can do all of that for you. 303 710 or find him at rushtoreason.com. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. God, country, reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, again, yes, I want to say thanks to the to the guys from um, Premier Home Remodels. Enjoyed uh, uh, not just meeting them. I met Brian, the owner, but to have his you know a couple of his crew members here as well. Really appreciated that and enjoyed uh, meeting them as well. So uh, re- I, I, as you guys all know, I like businesses and people that do things the right way. In fact, I think what I'm going to try to do is get them on Fix-It Radio on a Saturday. Charlie just had a great idea. I'd like to spend some time with them and really get into how do some of these folks, you know, what's the negatives and positives of a one-day bathroom remodel? I just, I always look at that and think, how can you do it that quickly and do it correctly at the end of the day? So I'll see what I can do and have them on a little longer on one of these Fix-It Radio, uh, one of my programs there on Saturdays as well because it fits right in. Question of the day. I bypassed that earlier just because I wanted to give those guys plenty of time and I wanted to respect their their time, know they've got things to do, get back out on the job sites and so on. Uh, Fridays, question of the day was, when was the first PG-13 rating given and what was the film's name? The answer is Red Dawn, believe it or not. Red Dawn, back in the early 80s, I think it was 1984, was the first PG-13 rating today. The impossible question of the day. He retired from Major League Baseball in 1953, but returned in 1965 to pitch three innings for the Kansas City A's. He was 59 at the time, making him the oldest person ever to play in the Major Leagues. Who is this? By the way, 59. I'm, I can tell you. I'm, I'm inching up to that age. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, I don't think I would be willing to go out 
and uh, play at this point in time of my life. So not that I was ever a good baseball player in the first place, but uh, interesting story. Answer that on the RushToReason.com website. All right, this was something that came up on Drive Radio on Saturday. So I went ahead and stuck it in my notes for today. Just figured I'd start off with this. I don't have any other guests this hour. This is one of those topics where if you feel the the need or the urge to call in and chime in on this particular topic, feel free to do so. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. And that is the story of the 12-year-old, yes, 12-year-old car thief. Yes, he stole a car. He was killed after an individual who had some sort of a tracking device in his car found the car. It was about 3 a.m. I looked at the video and everything that's up on a lot of the major news sites. I looked at the video, and the whole story is, and I'll I'll summarize it as quickly as I can, but the story was this particular gentleman realized his car had been stolen. It had a tracking device. He himself tracked down the vehicle, and the video shows basically the, the stolen car pulling up in front of Several other cars along a street side. Uh, must have been some sort of an apartment building, something along those lines in the downtown Denverish area, kind of West Denverish area. And these particular individuals, I'm not sure exactly what they were doing. There was a car door open on a car that was parked there, plus the stolen vehicle, and it kind of sat there for a few minutes until the individual whose car it belonged to showed up. He then parks behind the vehicle, gets out of the car, and runs towards it. As soon as he starts to run towards it, of course, the vehicle leaves. As it's leaving, there is a shot that is fired. You can see the puff of smoke come out of the back window of the stolen car, and this particular person shoots back. Now, I believe he unloaded about 12 rounds at the vehicle in the process. He did, in fact, hit the 12-year-old, and he later died. The family now of the 12-year-old is extremely angry. They are, mad at, they are mad at this particular individual. They feel like this person should be prosecuted and brought to justice, and they would like to file a civil claim. Problem is, the police department, Denver police, by the way, will not give his name to them for obvious reasons, fear of retribution of this particular individual getting into the news media, so on and so forth. So the police department, in a way, is protecting this individual, who, by the way, they found no harm And they're not bringing any charges against this individual. There was enough video footage of what was going on there to show that he did not, you know, antagonize this. He did not start the shooting. He was shot at first, and he simply shot back. But that doesn't keep the family of the 12-year-old from being upset. Now, would I be upset if my 12-year-old was shot? Well, of course I would be. On the same token, and I'm just going to say it for what it is. I don't care if people get mad at me for this or not. What's your 12-year-old doing out at 3 a.m.? Do you not know he's out? Are you aware that he's out? Do you have this free-range mentality mentality of parenting to where it's okay for him to be out at 3 a.m.? Was he at a friend's house that you didn't know? I mean, these are questions to, you know, these these are answers, and I don't have, you know, these are questions I have that I don't have answers to, so I'm trying to say. And I don't know that anybody in the media, by the way, has asked these questions because, of course, that would be, quote-unquote, stepping on toes and probably asking things you're not supposed to. I'll ask them. What's your 12-year-old doing out with other individuals, by the way, stealing cars at 3 a.m.? What brought this up on Drive Radio on Saturday is, as you all know, here in Colorado, in this Denver Front Range area, 
We are the number one city for car thefts in the nation. In the nation, number one. We lose roughly 100 cars a day along this front range. It's an epidemic, literally. It's just gotten out of hand. It's ridiculous, actually. To the point where on Saturdays I talk about how to protect your vehicle. What do you do to keep it locked up? How do you keep somebody from stealing it? On and on we go. It's, it's become a situation where if you own any kind of a vehicle that you value highly, watch where you park it because it may not be there when you come back out. We literally, at this parking lot I'm in right now at KLZ Studios down on uh, Parker Road in Aurora, we have had vehicles stolen from this lot. Several, actually. Not just one, several. And during, thank you, Charlie, daytime, one of them at about 3.30 in the afternoon, about this time of the day right now, broad daylight. And the way these guys work, for all of you listening, by the way, is they typically work not in just one single person showing up, hopping in the car and leaving. No, there's typically one or two lookouts. They park near the vehicle they're going to steal. They almost make it look like they're the owner of the vehicle, and they're going to transfer some belongings from one vehicle to the other, all the while they're inside your car figuring out how to steal it. That's how they do this. And then, of course, if anybody shows up, they hop in the getaway car, and off they go, or they take both cars and leave. Now, would I personally do what this particular individual did. And again, I don't know this individual. I don't know them by name. Don't know how old or young they are. I have no idea. I can't even tell from the video what kind of an individual it is. It's a man. That's all I know. that, That I can tell from the video. It's a man. Most likely in their 40s or so, fairly well built individual, you know, sort of lanky, tall, Um, able to run pretty quickly because you could see that in the video. Other than that, I know nothing about this individual. Would I personally, even with a tracking device, go after my stolen vehicle? No. I would not. Would I go and see where it's at? Yes, I would. That I would do. Would I get out and pursue it? No. I would not. Because, no offense, guys, I value my life highly and I don't want to get shot at And I I also, and I said this on Saturday, I think I said it off air, not on air, but I'll say it on air now. I don't want to take someone else's life. I don't care how much of a thuggery they are. I I just, I don't want, that's not something I want to live with, folks. Not over a car. That's just not, that's not me. Now, there's others that I've talked to that would have no problem with that. It's just, I'm just talking on a personal basis. It's not me. I would not want to live The rest of my life, knowing I killed a 12-year-old boy, for whatever reason it happens to be. Even if he was stealing my car. Now, I will say this. I'm a concealed weapons carrier, and if somebody was stealing my car and I happen to walk up on it and they start shooting at me while I walk up, will I shoot back? You betcha I will. In that particular case, I definitely will defend myself and shoot back. Will I be the aggressor, though, and go hunt down the vehicle, climb out, and run after it? No. I'm not that guy either. And I would highly recommend that you guys listening would not do the same thing. Now, I know some of you probably would. I'm just giving you my side of it, and I would not do that. Now, am I going to be upset with someone that does? In this particular case, am I upset with the individual that went and found their car and shot back? No, I'm not upset with them either. This was a decision they made. And I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or otherwise. I'm just saying it's a decision I would not make. And I hope everybody understands this. I am not upset with somebody doing what they did because they did what they thought they were doing as best at that time. And again, and, and, and again, you have to look at the video. They did not get out of the car and start shooting. This particular individual. 
They did not shoot until the car left and there were shots coming back at them. That's when he started shooting. And again, in that particular situation, would I defend myself and shoot back? Yes, I would. But I probably wouldn't be there in the first place because I would have just followed the car, made sure authorities knew where the car was. I would have kept tracking it along those lines, made sure folks knew where it was, and I would have let somebody else handle it. That's just me. That didn't happen in this case. And and my point is... I would have handled it differently, but I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad against the person that did do what they did. Now, somebody texted in, what's your 12-year-old doing with a gun and stealing a car? Great question, by the way. Goes on to say they failed as a parent. I, I can't disagree. Again, I don't know all of the circumstances. I don't know whether this particular young man was out and his parents didn't know it. Maybe they were staying at a, you know, a, a, a relative's house or a family member's house or a friend's house. I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. And again, news media, for obvious reasons, hasn't asked those questions. So I don't know the answers to those questions. I can tell you this much. My kids would not have done this. Wouldn't have happened. Didn't happen. I raised them. Didn't happen. I knew where they were, what they were doing, who they were with at all times. And no, we didn't have tracking back then like we have now. And you will say, well, how did you know, John? Because I ran a tight ship. I didn't allow those things to happen. I knew where my kids were and what they were doing. And I think because they knew that they would be threatened within an inch of their life if they didn't obey what they were supposed to be doing, which is the disciplinary side of who I am, they just knew that this wasn't going to happen no matter what. Did that mean I had a you know, perfect world raising kids? No, we had our challenges just like any other family would have. And kids will challenge you. But I can tell you this much. Kids know who's boss. I'll say it again. Kids know who's boss. Are they or are you? So my parenting advice always has been, I'm in charge. And and my kids especially are going to know who's in charge and who they're going to be accountable to. And it's not just their heavenly father, it's me as well. And their mother, of course. But that's how I did things. Now, Again, I don't know all the circumstances. I don't want to place blame on a parental situation when they could, you know, they could be great parents. And then this kid's out running around and they don't know about it. Now, I also can say this, though. And I can. Knowing that this child was out running around doing the things that he was doing, and this happened... And now this family wants to press charges against the individual that they think caused it. I think that tells me a lot about their parenting style right there. Just being straight up honest, folks. If that's their answer, is to go after the person that did the shooting when, in fact, their son was involved with either the shooting itself or with someone that was shooting, says enough that they shouldn't be going after that end of it at all, in my opinion. Again, I'll take your your uh, thoughts on this as well, 303-477-5600. Give me your thoughts. What would you do as a parent, number one? Would you go after the person that fired the shots? And would you allow your 12-year-old to be out running around stealing cars with a gun at 3 a.m.? High Five Plumbing is next, folks. No matter what plumbing needs you have, give High Five a call. And, again, we've got more cold weather coming in the middle of the week, not like we had last week, but we still got weather coming in. If there's anything you need when it comes to plumbing, give High Five a call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
You think it's just a little bit of hair clogging your drain, but when you clean it out yourself, that doesn't solve the issue. Whether you're facing slow drainage, a complete clog, or trouble with backflow, High Five Plumbing will do a full inspection of the problem and help you understand how you can be proactive in the future. Anytime your plumbing won't drain, it could be hair, but it could also be tree roots, cracked pipes, or a buildup of quote-unquote flushable products. Whatever the case may be, when you aren't sure what is causing the clog, you need to call a professional. Call the plumbers that educate you at High Five Plumbing so you can prevent the same problem from happening again. For a limited time only, KLZ listeners get $200 off a tanked water heater or $500 off a tankless water heater provided by High Five Plumbing. Call now at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. I was talking to somebody today on this very subject that will... Uh, add to what I say all the time, make sure you have your ducks in a row when it comes to your estate, even if it's a relative, and ask those questions that you think you might know the answer to, but you may not. Ask, do you have things in order? You never know what's going to happen next. Michael Bailey will help you with all of that. 720-394-6887. Michael Bailey wants to accommodate every client, so he frequently drives to people's houses to provide the most convenient service possible. In his early days as an estate planning attorney, he would occasionally rush to the hospital to sit beside people before major surgeries, helping them create last-minute wills. Now, Michael has grown his practice so that he often schedules meetings weeks out. As much as he would love to visit your bedside to provide comfort in a crisis, Michael has an obligation to his other clients. Call KLZ's mobile estate planner before the emergency, 720-730-7274. All right, Chess, they are there to help you with all of your homeschooling needs. They've got brick and mortar as well. Or if there's things you just can't do, they can fill in accordingly. ColoradoHeritage.org is the website. Whether you're a homeschooling family in northern Colorado or you are thinking about homeschooling for the first time, Colorado Heritage Education School System, Chess, has over 30 years of experience coming alongside homeschooling families. Chess offers a variety of classes from K-12 through to supplement your home curriculum all of which are taught from a conservative, biblical perspective. Colorado Heritage respects your conservative Christian values and stands against the woke agenda being pushed in government-run schools. Chess teachers are dedicated, committed Christians who are also homeschooling veterans. We care about your student and their academic success, as well as their spiritual growth. Our diploma program for high school students helps prepare students for college, trade schools, and for life. Chess offers scholarships to qualifying families. If you are tired of the public school system's agenda, join Chess where you can use your freedom to direct and control and customize your child's education. Visit coloradoheritage.org to schedule a meeting with the principal. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Craig, what's going on, sir? Hey, John, how are you? Good. Thanks for calling, Craig. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you know, there have always been car thefts, and there will always be car thefts. I agree. But when the district attorneys starting, started getting soft on prosecution for car thefts to where you found out somebody had been a two- or three-time offender mm. before they served any jail time, 
Mm-hmm. That only gave the car thieves a sense of entitlement. And, well, and to your point, Craig, we live in a day and age now, for those of you that don't know, uh, you could go steal a car tomorrow. Well, you and I, Craig, probably can't. They throw the book at us. But typically, car thieves can steal a car and really not even have a lot of consequences. In some cases, not even considered a felony anymore. And most likely, they'll be out to go steal another car within about 48 hours most. Well, you know, they, they probably have a previous criminal record. That's probably their lifestyle. It's not like you and I go out and steal a car because we don't need to. We work. True. We work for what we have. You know, I, I'm kind of amazed, though. Sometimes people set themselves up. Um, you know, they said, don't don't allow yourself to be a victim. You know, you still have a lot of people that warm up their cars in the morning. True. You know, I, I can be out walking my dogs, and somebody's got their car running in their driveway. There's nobody bad around. Bad idea, by the way. Bad yeah. idea, Craig. And I, I see a lot of it. And so, but like you said, you know, they, they work in groups, probably. It's just... Probably a lot like, you know, I, I don't know. I've never seen anybody steal a car, but I'm assuming it's a lot like Gone in 60 Seconds where they target an automobile. Yes. They've, they've seen a car. Yes. And they maybe even follow that person to see what their schedule is, um, look for, a you know, a, an opportunity, and like you say, work in groups because they're yep. not walking around looking for No, and, and I, by the way, Craig, I've seen some of the video footage even – even in places like here, you know, at, at our office building here in Aurora, and you're exactly right. They'll either know that individual or they will have been watching a particular parking lot for a while, and they know the pattern of that lot and who's coming and going. And then last but not least, keep in mind, they're making it look like, to the average person walking by, they're making it look like it's almost family members that are there trying to help somebody either with a car problem or they're getting things out of the vehicle and switching it around and so on. And you've seen those particular situations before. They make it look about as as nonchalant as it gets, Craig, and they're the whole time stealing a car. And then again, you know, back to your like your Kias and your uh, Hyundai's. Uh, Hyundai's that are still using a key key start ignition without any you know theft control uh, right. electronic in the key set itself. Or you know, there's always been the you know the the Civics, the Accords. My son had his Accords stolen one time. Very car, you know, the older ones that are very easy to steal, and. You know, they probably don't get a lot for the parts or anything, but... Uh, well, and, and again, yeah. by the way, Craig, I'm glad you just said that because you brought up something I hadn't mentioned yet. It's not your new car that really you have to worry about them stealing. It are those older... It is those older vehicles, rather, that they really do target, Craig. And there's two things that happens with the older... Well, probably three things, but there's, there's a few things that can happen with an older vehicle. One, they're stealing it so they can go run around and do more theft, and they're in a stolen car at that point, and they really don't care. So that's the first reason they steal a car is to go steal others. The second reason is, believe it or not, some of those older vehicles do have a a high resale value in other parts of the world outside of the United States of America, and they know if they can get those things across the border, they're going to get a lot of their money back. And then, believe it or not, some of those cars do have pretty high resale value of used parts because of the age of the car and the fact that there's still a lot of them running around on the roads today. Well, I know we got my son's car back. Uh, The the individual that stole it had all kinds of personal paperwork in the, the front seat, um, I knew we could figure pretty easily figure out where he had been, what he'd been doing, running errands, yep. so on and so forth. And then when I asked about trying to, you know, this was, it was, uh, retrieved by the Lakewood police. They said, well, we'd have to dust the car for fingerprints. 
I said, what do you need to dust the car for fingerprints? His personal information Correct. is right there in the vehicle. Correct. What's there to dust? Everything's right there. Yeah, but they didn't, you know, they did not want to pursue it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's yeah. just. No, you're spot on, Craig. No, by the way, good call. Thank you. Appreciate it very much, as always. Uh, Bob and Thornton, what's going on, Bob? Well, John, uh, one thing people can do to prevent car theft, oh, this is pretty simple. Park in your garage. Oh, I know. All right, that's my, you, As you know, Bob, you've listened to me for a long time now. That's my pet peeve. You already know that. Oh, I, I, I live in a neighborhood, and, I, you know, I'm an Uber driver. You, I, I just don't understand it. I, uh, I live in a neighborhood where it's a minimum of two-car garage. Threes and four-car garages are not uncommon. I see cars parked outside, in the street, mm-hmm. on the driveway, and occasionally people have their garage door up. They got stuff in their garage. You couldn't get a 1000 bucks for it. I know. I, Bob, I, I, I had some situations this past summer where we had – I don't remember what the deal was. We were going to pick something up my wife had found on Marketplace or something. So we're driving through a neighborhood. Maybe one of those sunny evenings where, you know, you were driving around and there was, you know, everybody had their garage door open. And I'm looking around inside the garage thinking, you know, you wouldn't miss a single belonging in that garage if it vanished tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, you could maybe on a good day get a thousand bucks for the junk you got in your garage. Yeah, and I think I think you're very uh, you're very generous saying on a good day. There's probably not 500 bucks worth of junk in most people's garage. Yeah. Okay. Well. But but, first... but you're you're sacrificing the potential of losing your prized possession that gets you to and from work and is a good portion of your livelihood, Bob. Over what 500 bucks? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the way to look at it, really. If you really get down to it. Yeah. And by the way, okay, really, and really quick, Bob, the other thing that's nice about parking inside the garage on a really nice cold morning, you don't have to oh, yeah. warm the car up. You just pull out. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Yeah, it's, it's surprising. Anyways, okay, Bob, thanks. No, that that is a huge pet peeve of mine. You guys have heard me talk about that on Drive Radio many, many times. And I, I just know as Americans, I'm as guilty of this as anyone. I have to constantly go through and remind myself okay do i need this or do i not and if i do not need it it just goes somewhere else it either gets sold given away tossed in the garbage whatever the case may be if i don't need it get rid of it because it's just taking up space and it's doing the exact same thing that bob just talked about a moment ago now i say all that to say i can still get my cars in the garage so i at least have made sure that i don't end up with enough stuff that you can no longer park in the garage and i've yet to understand why you would own a home with a garage big enough to park a car in, and then not. And I know there's certain circumstances where you have a family member where maybe you're storing some stuff and so on, but I think Bob is pretty much spot on where if you really looked at the contents of most people's garages and you really started rifling through what's in there, you would find most of the folks out there that have a garage full of stuff and can't put their car inside of it, it's stuff you don't need. And if you just would release those items, you would not only be able to put your car in the garage and have a much warmer environment every morning when you go to leave. But on top of that, you wouldn't risk losing your car to thieves. And and I understand not all cars fit in all garages. There's trucks and things that won't fit. And I, yes, I fully understand that in that case, it is what it is. But I also know that, uh, and I know because I live around some of these neighborhoods and like Bob said, I live around some neighborhoods where you walk around and there's, you know, two, three, four car garages. And I look inside and you're lucky to get one car in if that, 
And I just think to myself, where does all of that stuff come from? And why not get rid of it? Absolute electrical heating and air. Speaking of all of this as well, by the way, we've got cold weather coming in midweek. If you need anything done furnace-wise, you want to do a whole upgrade, they can help you with all of that. 720-526-0231. You hire Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, and you don't want to go anywhere else. Absolute caters to your needs throughout the process, beginning with scheduling that is easy for you. Once you find a date with their scheduling team, they follow up multiple times in different ways to ensure you don't forget and that it still works for you. Keeping the process simple and convenient is important to everyone at Absolute. You will receive a text message before they arrive with a photo of your tech, a bio of who they are, and an ETA. Once they arrive, they quickly put on protective covers over their feet and follow you directly to where they'll be working. When finished, you get a full report with pictures and zero-pressure next steps. Providing a level of simplicity for your convenience is crucial to them. Get service that will leave you feeling happy that you did business at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. For simple scheduling, call 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. K&R Home Transitions, and maybe you need a house with a bigger garage. You never know. If that's you, talk to Catherine and Robin today. They would love to help you with whatever needs you've got. It's our realtors where you get two for the price of one. 720-437-8210. You're nervous about selling your home because you don't know what you're up against. Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions get you up to speed on your competition. As your realtors, they'll drive you around the neighborhood so you can fully understand the competing properties in your area. K&R also actively monitor your competition using the NMLS, and they can even give you daily updates on any changes. Sometimes you'll even tour listings that are similar to yours, so you can see the differences in how updated the home is, the size of the yard, the floor plan, and other perks that may give you the upper hand for your listing. Get to feeling confident about selling your home with Cat and Robin. They know how to take the emotions out of stressful situations. Get two experts for the price of one and take advantage of your free consultation with K&R Home Transitions now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. All right, Premier Home Remodels. Just talked to those guys a few minutes ago. You'll hear them again at 6 o'clock if you want to listen in to more of what they do and a couple of the guys that, that uh, Brian brought with him. If you need anything you know, when it comes to remodeling, just upgrading and new construction or whatever the case may be, they can do it all. 720-619-8773. Brian Prendergast, owner of Premier Home Remodel, says that he works with integrity because there's no other way to go. When you choose Premier Home Remodels for your bathroom, basement, or kitchen remodel, you get transparent prices, communication, and progress updates every step of the way. Before Premier, Brian worked for another remodel company that overcharged for labor, marked materials up to 30% above market value, and frequently ignored building code. That's why Premier Home Remodels will never sacrifice what they believe is right just to make a profit. No markups, no unexplained fees, and no cutting corners. Everyone stepping foot in your home is fully insured and has 25 to 30 years of experience in their trade. Premier proves their integrity with a full inspection on the work and a warranty on labor of up to one year after completion. Call Premier Home Remodels now at 888-679-0288. That's 888-679-0288. Get your custom remodel done with integrity. 
Your business probably overpaid on taxes in 2022. John Rush pays his wage in what he can save you in taxes. Accountants are not always efficient tax planners, and when your business doesn't have one, you need to utilize John's background of 40 years in the industry as your resource for business-first tax planning. John has been doing taxes for his businesses since his early 20s and helps ensure you're looking at everything correctly. You should be planning your taxes early and quarterly with guidance from someone who has years of firsthand experience on how to do it right. Avoid overpaying on your taxes this year and email John Rush now for a better tax strategy before the March 15th corporate tax return date at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, speaking of trash, the government will now pay you $30 an hour to sort through Telluride's trash, all in the name of social science. So picking through what's left behind by high-season tourists will help towns in San Miguel County figure out how to change what people toss and why. So, in Telluride, they will pay you $30 an hour. These intrepid workers must be willing to sift through everything from diapers to dental floss, uneaten muffins to sushi scraps, abandoned clothing to junked electronics, rejected cosmetics to forsaken six-packs. The EPA has been advertising for workers to fill these $30 an hour jobs as part of its latest dive into the state of refuge in a resort town that collects extra heaps of garbage in high visitation seasons. The study is designed to get a better handle on seasonal variations in waste and to use that information to help change trash-tossing behaviors in the future. Hired government researchers have been peering into the Telluride area's trash for four years. Phase one of the trash study called the San Miguel County Colorado Materials Characterization Report in other words, that's short for a waste of money. Took a look at what visitors in two mountain resorts properties, should say mountain resort properties, one at a Lux Lodge and another at a more affordable complex, tossed in the garbage in 2019 and 2021. A team of sorters found that in the first phase that 70% of the 8,000 pounds of trash collected during two peak visitor periods in the summer and winter was considered recoverable. Of all that recoverable waste, 24% was found to be recyclable and 44% was compostable. That's inching up on two tons of charcuterie. Charcuterie. I never can't say that word right, Charlie. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. There you go. Board rejects pizza crusts, unfinished birthday cakes, and remains of avocado avocado toast. The study suggests that almost 5,600 pounds of all trash going into the truck's to be hauled long distances to landfills could be put to better use as recycled or composted products. We've been through this before, by the way, and I've talked about this on air numerous times. Here's the problem. It costs more to do what they're talking about than it does for that trash truck to just go dump it. Therein lies the problem. But your tax dollars, as we speak, are spending $30 an hour for a particular individual to sort through that trash to have these findings, which, by the way, I could have given them for free. Wouldn't have to study anything to tell you what people throw away. Now, how do I know that? Part of that's because of the uh, business that I own and kind of being in the trash business for the last 20-plus years, kind of already know what people throw away. 
By the way, everything. The list is long. I could have given them this report for free or for a lot less, let's just say that. I probably wouldn't have done it for free because I want them to pay some value for this, but I could have done it for a lot less money than what they're actually spending. I guarantee you that. It could have done it in a lot more timely fashion than however many years, four years, they've been dinking around with this. This, though, is what happens when governments get bloated, when they do things they don't need to, when they create studies that don't need to be done, studies that don't need to be studied, and work that just doesn't need to be performed. And that's what's happening here in Telluride as we speak. All right, we'll finish up with a little bit of that when I come back. American National Insurance is next. And speaking of insurance, you got to make sure you've got good insurance, and that's across the board, folks. Make sure that you're covered everywhere and that it's done properly and you're making the right decisions when it comes to your insurance. 303-662-0789. That's Paul Lewinberger, my agent. You love your spouse. That's why you married them. Every time you look down at your ring, it reminds you of your wedding day, the precious commitment you made to one another, and the vows you exchanged. Until one day you look down, and it isn't there. Make sure that beautiful representation of your love for one another is covered this February with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. Putting your wedding ring on the policy protects you in case you lose it, it gets stolen, or even in the case that the stone falls out. Ideally, you never look down to find it isn't there, but give yourself the assurance that you're protected. Let's say everything goes according to plan and you don't have to make a claim for three years. You'll be getting back 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago. And in both cases, your spouse will be happy. Protect the investment you made in your love now by calling Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance at 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Don't forget, anything that we've covered here in the past, including all of our partners, you can find them at RushToReason.com. A couple of text messages just came in. I'll get those answered as soon as I possibly can. And uh, one of those was a interview that we did last Wednesday. And uh, by the way, that, w- that was uh, Dr. Cliff Hahn, and he is founder of Aller pops, like allergy-only popsicles, and it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. So that person that just texted, it's Aller Pops, A-L-L-E-R-P-O-P-S, Aller Pops, and it's Dr. Cliff Hahn. And I won't bother texting you back because I just gave you the answer to make that as easy as possible. We have another guest joining us here in just a few minutes, by the way. Dion Pounce will be with us, and I talked about him in, in my promo for today. We're going to talk about the debt ceiling and the raising of and how that impacts everyday people. Now, to me... That's a lot more important subject than what the people in Telluride are throwing away in the trash can. Just saying. Our out-of-control spending that we have in this country, in my opinion, is a far greater threat to society than what people are throwing away in their trash can, especially in a mountain town or in a resort town. And as I've said many times on this program... All of the different government programs that are out there for recycling, I'll tell you right now, they cost more than they're worth. And this whole notion that we don't have enough landfill area in the country to handle the amount of trash we actually produce is a fallacy. We have more than enough ability to handle things. And it's far cheaper in a lot of cases to just throw something away than it is to recycle it, rejuvenate it, or refurbish it. As much as that may sound 
counterproductive, what I just said is the truth. So we'll be back. Talk to Dion, Dion Pouncil in just one moment. Don't go anywhere, folks. Again, anything you've missed in this particular hour, catch it between 6 and 7 p.m. tonight. Otherwise, find it on the website, rushtoreason.com. This is KLZ 560.